Ryback versus Big Show? Ryback versus Big Show? This is your intercontinental title match? This is how you're going to get people to the network? This is how you're promoting your pay-per-view? This is how you think you're going to re-legitimize the intercontinental title? Let me tell you something. It's going to be pretty hard to have an intercontinental title match when Ryback eats the belt. He can't re-legitimize it. He's going to eat it. He's going to put salt and pepper and ketchup and mayonnaise. He's going to put lettuce, grilled onions. He's going to put Put it on a bread, and he's going to eat himself a big intercontinental sandwich. This is the Yes Talk. <sighs> WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome back to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host as always, Dustin Kaufman. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody at home for listening. Once again, we've had record-breaking numbers. We've once again expanded the Yes Nation. We have expanded the Kaufman guys. We have expanded the Kaufman girls. We have grown. We continue to grow. And I have nobody to thank but you. Uh, while you're listening, I ju- again, thank you. Please go uh, to iTunes. If you have the iTunes, you can maybe on your app. If you're at the computer, go to iTunes. Type in the Yes Talk. and Do me a favor. Rate and review the show, man. Uh, help me move up those charts. Five stars, kind words. Rate and review. Subscribe. Download. Tell your friends. Share. I see you retweeting the episodes on Twitter. I see that's happening, and I do appreciate it. The numbers... I just I couldn't be happier. Uh, couldn't be happier. All right. Well, tell you what, we got a lot to talk about this week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. We're just gonna dabble. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about last Wednesday. See who listened to what. Uh, we're going to. T- we have the raw recappuccino. We got the gimmick change of the week. We're gonna take a little look at the Fourth of July. WWE Network special. We're going to take a look at a lemon. I'm sorry. We're going to take a look at Money in the Bank this weekend. Uh, I guess uh, I got to give my predictions. We're going to go over the card, tell you who I think is going to win, why, maybe. We'll talk it out. We'll talk it out together. And we got some other stuff to go over. We got a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about Paul Heyman. We got a little Paul Heyman conversation coming up, not with Steve Austin. It's not a Steve Austin. Um, It's actually something that was, uh, it was based off uh, social media, one of the one of the Kaufman guys, he, he emailed the show uh, on Facebook at the Yes Talk, which you can too. Uh, if you ever want to ha- shoot me a question, a comment, anything you want to bring up, anything you want to tell me, uh, just at the Yes Talk on Twitter. Follow. Please follow me. Just follow me. Follow me anywhere. Anywhere we go within this hour. Um, all right. So let's get to it. Who, uh, who watched what last Wednesday? Who last Wednesday? That was Who watched what? Is Wednesday the new Monday? Was everybody as excited as you thought you would be? Or was it just more the anticipation? Is the fact that the war, that there is this potential war between ROH and TNA on Destination America, just the drama, was the drama better than the shows or is it everything you wanted it to be? I, I, look, again, 
This is coming to you live. Uh, I'm recording from right here in Kansas City in Studio H at the Cumulus Radio Building, Cumulus Radio Kansas City, Studio H. That's where I record the Yes Talk, right? So I'm in Kansas City. ROH has never been on TV in Kansas City. So that was my first time to be able to sit down on my couch, turn on the TV, and watch just a solid hour of the ROH television production. And I really enjoyed it. I've watched it before. I see their pay-per-views. I've watched some episodes before. I've watched ROH. I've seen a lot of Matt, but I really enjoyed being able to sit down and watch it. I watched the whole ROH. There was they had what, four or five matches in an hour? There was no bickering. There was no pro just awesome wrestling. And there's still they have this uh, feud going with New Japan, right? And so it, it was just a great uh, mixture of performers and uh, just really great. It was fun to watch. It was easy to watch. It held your attention. It moved quick. The, the, the wrestlers are really good. Um, and, and then TNA followed immediately with just a 15-minute promo of Balloon's um, EC3 and Kurt Angle. And I'm like, ah, like this is how you're following. This is how you're going to follow ROH. You just followed an hour of nonstop in-ring action. And you're opening up with EC3 and Kurt Angle in a 15-minute promo. All right, if that's what you wanted. so I, But I watched about an hour at TNA. I, I watched all of ROH. I watched about an hour at TNA. Then I went and had story time with my little baby boy. Read him some Dr. Seuss. And then I watched NXT on Friday. Because it's, uh, you know, it's live. It's on demand. It's, it's right there. It's the WWE Network. I watch when I want. It's the Netflix of pro wrestling. Um, and and then I watched Lucha Underground as well. I think maybe Thursday, because they're on demand too, you know. Like so. And Lucha, you don't you don't have to you don't have to watch it live. But I don't know. What did you watch? What did you guys watch? Tell me what you watched Wednesday. Did you watch Destination Destination America? How much of it did you watch? Did you watch Lucha Underground? Did you watch the WWE network? Did you watch all of it? Did you watch none of it? Do you care about Wednesday night wrestling at all? Are you watching NXT? Are you watching Lucha Underground? Tell me. Tell me what you're doing. I love it all. I think it's great. Out of, but honestly, between WWE, NXT, those are two separate, Lucha Underground, now ROH, and TNA, man, TNA is, I hate to say, they're at the bottom. They are my last choice of that lineup. They're my last choice. I've just been disappointed with their product for a long time. They're, I want them all to win, though. I, I don't want ROH, and I talked about this last week, I don't want ROH to, get, to push TNA out. I want ROH to light a fire under TNA's tushy. I want them to light a fire under TNA. I want them to, I want them to force TNA to cut the garbage, to cut the crap, to cut the jibber-jabber, to get to the in-ring action. And to make it good in-ring action, TNA is still going on this line of this, your granddaddy's redneck wrestling show, and that's not what pro wrestling is, and I don't even think there's much of a fan base left for that. I mean, TNA has its fans, okay? I know that. TNA has its fans, but apparently, apparently not enough, okay? Apparently not enough fans, because they're having... They're just having trouble. Nobody getting with networks, with live events, 
with uh, ratings. I mean, so, I mean, it, it's the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, TNA, they offered AJ Styles uh, a new opportunity, a new contract. AJ Styles turned down a new offer from, from TNA. Um, it was reported TNA offered a deal for AJ Styles to return. Um, and they offered the former TNA World Heavyweight Champion and IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Uh, what is being described as a significant deal to enter the TNA Hall of Fame with what two other people? One? How many people are in the? the Sting didn't even go. In, Kurt, Kurt Sting did. Sting went in. Kurt Angle declined. He's probably so. It's that's not like oh we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. Wow. Why don't you just tell him you'll put his face <laughs> in your living room in an eight by ten? Because that's about. Like, are you? And they wanted him to wrestle a match at Slammiversary, a pay per view. Um, and they just had a whole bunch. Um, but he, so really, it's like, oh, you want a good offer. But yeah, so what did he really turn down? An opportunity to not get paid or maybe get paid because TNA's not paying their talent. They're not even communicating properly with their talent. They, the checks are late. That's why all, a lot of these guys have left. I know they're getting threats. If I don't get paid, I'm going to Global Force Wrestling. Give me my check or I'm going to Ring of Honor. These are real conversations happening in TNA. And then they want to offer a significant contract to AJ Styles. With what? What are you going to pay him with? And what do you think AJ is going to do for you, TNA? Why would you want him back? Why would he want to go back? I, I can understand why you would want him back. But what are you going to do with him when he gets there? That you already didn't do. I think TNA already went down that path. AJ Styles helped. He carried that company on his back with Samoa Joe and with just a very small handful of guys. Carried that company a long way. And he moved on. And I, I think he's happy. I, um, uh, all right. So uh, Twitter. I was on Twitter. All right. You guys know sometimes I tweet. Uh, <laughs> wrestlers tweet. And sometimes I tweet back to wrestlers. Sometimes they tweet back. Sometimes they favorite. Sometimes they retweet. Sometimes they don't. So this week, uh, Dave Batista, Bautista, Dave Bautista, uh, Dave Batista, uh, he tweeted, he posted a picture of himself at the gym, just all bulked up and just bah, looking like the Incredible Hulk. And, uh, and he said, told you I'd make it work. Hashtag one life. And he was cut, ripped. He was ripped. He was so proud of the way he looked. He looked like a house. He looked like a house with a six pack and veins. I mean, this, he looked like he was chiseled out of stone. And so he said, he posted this picture, said, told you I would make it work. Hashtag one life. So I said, I tweeted at Dave uh, Bautista. I said, I see you've been slimming down, laying off the weights, huh? You should work out more, fatty. LOL, JK, JK, please don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> that's what I said. I don't know. All right. Um, uh, I don't know who was on Twitter after Raw this week. I don't know who uh, gets on Twitter. Um, and I don't want to talk too much just about Twitter, but uh, it looked uh, Twitter after Raw this week looked like the shampoo aisle of Walmart. 
with your so much fighting and bickering. You had Kevin Owens going at it with Kevin Nash. You had Bully Ray calling out uh, Harper and Rowan about using the 3D. Um, and you also had CM Punk calling out Hogan. Hulk Hogan on Twitter. Now, Kevin Nash, they, they Nash and Owens, they were just arguing about the first name. Like, ah, I'm Kevin. I'm Ke-. so they, but they, they're like, okay, we can both be named Kevin Bully Ray. Bully Ray, testify, brother Devon. What do you guys think? Team 3D, the Dudleys coming back. To challenge Harper and Rowan? Could this be some kayfabe? Could they just be trying to build something? Could we see this coming up maybe at SummerSlam? Maybe at Battleground? Maybe I, it could happen Wake Survivors? I don't know. But that, who would like, I would love to see that. I would love to see the, the Dudleys come back for a nice feud with Harper and Rowan. Because it is about the, the 3D. Because the new finisher Harper and Rowan is using, that is the 3D from... You know, Team 3D, so. Uh, but, okay, CM Punk calling out Hulk Hogan on Twitter. Apparently, Hulk Hogan, Hogan, Mr. Hogan, I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every world. <laughs> so, CM, Mr. Hogan, he was talking about hockey, and apparently he had mispronounced some names. He had mispronounced some names. Okay, maybe called a coach by the wrong name, maybe called a team captain by the mispronounced their name. So CM Punk gets on Twitter and he says, you at Hogan, he said, you mispronounced, this is what he said, you mispronounced the team captain's name and didn't even know the coach's name. You're a hack. Shut the F up or I'll wreck you at Hulk Hogan. Wow. Wow. Uh, hold on. Okay. Hold, Let's put the brakes on that for a second. All right. First off, Hogan's an old man. He misses, he mispronounces things. He says things wrong. In case you didn't see WrestleMania 30, he walked out there and just missed. He called him by the wrong name. He didn't even know what building he was in. You're going to, you're going to attack him for mispronouncing a name. Uh, look, I hate to say it, but this is bullying, all right? I've been a fan of CM Punk for a long time, and I, he may have been, may be one of my favorite in-ring performers in Mike Smith's, but man, CM Punk, I think you've gone a little far, all right? Threatening to beat up the elderly? Hogan is almost 62 years old and can barely walk. How many back and knee surgeries has he had? Personal opinion aside, Hogan is an old man. Don't beat him up. Help him across the street. Don't hurt him. And while we're talking about Hulk Hogan, let's talk about WrestleMania 32 for a minute. All right. And let's all right. Hulk Hogan. Let's take this a step further. He says he wants to come. He's getting. He's getting. Uh, he, he wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. He wants to get in the ring for another match. And they're going to see if he gets cleared by the dot. Which I mean, like, let's face it. He's probably not getting cleared. He might not even get cleared to drive. All right. So let's. Let, let, all right. Look, Hulk Hogan. Or should I say Terry Bola? Because that's what this really comes down to. Terry Bola cannot wrestle anymore. 
and especially not at WrestleMania. I mean, if he's going to do it, sure, it would probably have to be at a WrestleMania. It's Hulk Hogan. It's going to be his last match, but he should have already had his last right? But in no way, shape, or form should Hulk Hogan get in the ring and wrestle. I mean, if you're going to have, I mean, you're art, WrestleMania 32, all right? It's looking a little old. I mean, you're going to have a 50-year-old Undertaker. And we may have a 55-year-old Sting. We're going to have a 47-year-old Triple H. Yeah, Triple H, is he's almost 50. Born in 1969. I didn't think he was that old. I never thought about it. Triple H is 40. He'll be 47 next year at WrestleMania. We're going to have a 44-year-old Rock. 100,000 seats. Absolutely, we're going to have the Rock at WrestleMania. All right. Let's throw, uh, actually, Steve Austin actually said he's not based, even though what happened on the podcast, he has no plans on building uh, any feuds or getting in the ring at WrestleMania, which is, because that's, look, that's a 52-year-old stone-cold Steve Austin with a bad neck, all right? A 52-year-old anybody with a broken neck should not get in the ring with Brock Lesnar. That's a horrible idea. That's almost as horrible as adding a 62-year-old Hulk Hogan to the card. Look, that's those five guys together, not Stone Cold included. Those five guys are 308 years old. That's just that's just those guys together. Undertaker, Sting, Triple H, Rock. And Hulk Hogan, all right? And these are guys that are probably going to be at WrestleMania 32 or who are teasing to be. Just those guys together are 308 years old. That's over three centuries between five guys. WrestleMania 32 is going to be four hours long just with ring entrances. That's just the amount of time it's going to take these guys to walk to the ring. They better have one of those motorized carts like they had at WrestleMania 3. Or a walker. Is there going to be a walker match? Or how about a whoops, I crapped my pants match? It's like a first blood match, except the first person to lose control of their bowels and craps their pants loses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, those are five guys. Uh, those are five guys uh, on that list of old. All right, five guys on that list of old. Five performers who more than likely won't be involved in tag team matches. All right, this year, this year at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31 had nine matches. Two were on the pre-show, which means we had seven matches for WrestleMania 31. Now, none of the guys I just mentioned are going to be on the pre-card. Undertaker, Sting, Triple H, Rock, Hulk Hogan. None of those guys will be on the pre-card. Okay. Uh, Now, if you want to use WrestleMania 31 as a basis... For what 32 can look like, seven matches. Uh, are, you, are you telling us that five out of seven matches 
are going to be old, are going to have to be carried, are going to are going to be over and then you put their opponents in there. You're talking about four centuries. You can't have five guys who are over three centuries old. I mean, look, you have guys like Neville, Cesaro, Bray Wyatt, Rollins, Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Titus O'Neil, not to mention Charlotte Flair and Finn Balor will be on the main roster by then, plus Sami Zayn will be back, and you have Kevin Owens and a freshly signed Samoa Joe. These guys are ticket sellers. Samoa Joe's gonna sell tickets at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Charlotte Flair will sell tickets at WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt, all the guys from The Shield will sell tickets. Neville, these are ticket sellers for the wrestling fans. But you got 100,000 seats. So where are you going to put all these people? In a battle royal? No, no. Do not waste that talent on a battle royal. And yes, I'm thinking a little ahead here for WrestleMania, but only because WWE clearly isn't. I'll say this right now. If WWE was smart, which I wonder sometimes in creative, but if they're smart, they'll start building Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor for WrestleMania 32 right now. I don't mean start cutting promos, but start figuring out how that is going to happen. Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor, WrestleMania 32. I'm talking Bray Wyatt versus full body paint. Oh, my God. And that match should happen, and it should happen at WrestleMania. Just don't make it Finn's debut because I don't want to see Bray Wyatt lose WrestleMania three years in a row. John Cena, Undertaker, he can go over on Finn. Maybe don't even have it be their first match. It doesn't have to be their first match. Maybe Finn can win one. Maybe this will be the first of their series but, and Bray goes over. Bray Wyatt can't lose WrestleMania next year. He doesn't deserve to lose WrestleMania next year, all right? So, look, I agree people want to see Hulk Hogan. I agree. People want to see Hulk Hogan. But they don't want to see him wrestle. They just want to cheer and watch him flex and throw his hand up to his ear. And they, We want to scream. Look, look, don't get me wrong. I'm a Hulkamaniac to the end. I said my prayers and took my vitamins. All right. Well, not really. I don't really do either one. But I love... Hulk Hogan, I still do. Remember, I grew up in the 80s. Hulk Hogan was a real-life Superman. He was my hero, flat out, my hero. He was a superhero in real life. I had the wrestling buddy. I even had WWF sheets growing up, the complete set, comforter, sheets, pillowcase, the whole nine yards. They had Macho Man, The Ultimate Warrior, Million Dollar Man, Hulk Hogan. I don't remember uh, who everybody on the pillowcase but I know for a fact Hulk Hogan was on the pillowcase, which means every night as a kid, I would lay my head down on Hulk Hogan's lap to get my good night's sleep. <laughs> I'm a fan. That said, that said, Hulk Hogan lap sleeping. That said, Hulk Hogan could barely wrestle when he was wrestling there is no way he can wrestle now. There is so much talent on the roster. Why would they want him to? 
I mean, if he wants to be involved, if Hogan wants to be involved so bad, why doesn't he manage somebody? Why doesn't he come in and help put guys over? Because Hogan could do a lot better job of putting guys over as a manager than in the ring. Having somebody go over on Hogan does nothing for them. Nothing at all. And it doesn't do anything good for Hogan either. Because he's 62 years old and he can barely walk to the ring. Unless, now, now hear me out. What if Hogan teams up, this is, all right, what if Hogan teams up with Lanny Poffo and takes on Axelmania and Macho Mandow? <laughs> I mean, that could honestly, time-wise, that could be a SummerSlam match. Why doesn't Hogan come do that SummerSlam match? L- Lanny Poffo, the genius, Macho Man's brother? Yeah. Hogan and Poffo. Versus the, the, the Axelmania and Mando. God, I hate that team so much. Oh, it's so bad. All right. Um, yeah, Hogan, do do the honorable thing and don't wrestle. Just don't. Do not get in the ring. Do not. Lace up your boots to wrestle. You could lace up your boots to walk somebody to the ring, be a manager. Superstar Billy Graham did it. He was great at it. He when he walked the the Don Morocco to the ring, it was great. And it's not just the age either. It's his physical well-being, which is not well at all. Hogan can't do a leg drop without breaking a hip when he got when he fell over, he got knocked over at WrestleMania this year. I was so scared he broke something. I I was screaming when he got up. I was like, oh, my God. He stood up. He's back up. So, it, okay. All right, Dustin. Hogan could be a manager, right? You're just, I see you're just yelling. At you. So why, who could he manage? Who could Hogan manage? Could he manage Curtis Axel? Could Hogan come in, get that ridiculous Axelmania gimmick off of him, turn him back into himself, help him grow and manage him, walk him to the ring, talk a little for him, let him talk for himself, teach him how to cut better promos, how to be that in-ring performer, how to hype the crowd? I think Curtis Axel could be a great candidate for Hogan as as a manager. Who else could Hogan manage? Uh, Sami Zayn? You see Hulk Hogan managing Sami Zayn? I don't think Zayn needs it, but it would be a great fit. Zayn is way over, great charisma, fans love him, and it wouldn't hurt him. And it wouldn't hurt him at all. It would not hurt him at all. It wouldn't. Um, All right, so Hogan, please don't wrestle. Um, uh, Just a quick side note, Mick Foley took a page from Disney this week. I don't know how many of you saw this. Nick Foley Foley released a a, a Cactus Jack Wanted t-shirt. But only for 24 hours. It was only available for 24 hours. Um, so that's pretty cool. Right? So, so I hope you guys got that. Um, so if you didn't, just ignore it. Pretend I didn't say anything. All right. Former TNA Knockouts champion Jessica Havoc uh, had a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, and in this story, I, I know it's all over. I personally, I got some of this from Cage Side Seats. Uh, I was looking at the cage side seats for this a little bit. So uh, former TNA Knockouts champion Jessica Havoc, if you're not familiar with her, she's a really big girl. She's, I mean, she's a big girl. That's the only way you could say it. She's a big girl. 
And the fact that WWE was even looking at her says a lot about what maybe where they're trying to go with their future divas division with the women wrestler, women uh, women wrestlers, the female wrestlers, the ladies of wrestling, the ladies of WWE. So what should have been a dream opportunity for former TNA Knockouts champion Jessica Havoc uh, getting to try out at the WWE Performance Center earlier this week uh, turned into an embarrassing nightmare uh, when people on the Twitter started pointing towards numerous offensive tweets she had made in 2011 and 2012. Uh, these included using racial and homophobic slurs, telling people to get AIDS and die or kill themselves. And a crude racist joke about Mark Henry uh, being angry on television. All right. So when uh, Jessica Havoc found out about the controversy, she initially started deleting some of the derogatory and insensitive tweets in question. But uh, people had already posted screenshots of the tweets online. And so it didn't really help anything at all. Perhaps, uh, you know, unwisely. Uh, Havoc then gave uh, on-the-record quotes to Dave Gilbert of TalkTNAPodcast.com where she tried to blame the outbursts on an ex of hers. Uh, what? She tried to take... Re no, Havoc, she said, uh, she doesn't remember tweeting half of it. Oh, half of it? Okay, so you don't remember tweeting half of it, uh, right? So, you, But she said she also had an ex that used to play on her phone. She said the tweets were at the time when she was barely known and that she feels sticked, sick to her stomach about it. All right, let's look at it. You only remember, you don't, you, you don't remember tweeting half of it? Okay, so that means you remember tweeting half of it. If you don't remember tweeting half of it, you do remember tweeting the other half. So this, it's a ridiculous thing to say. It is a cop-out. You are not taking responsibility for yourself, for your actions. Uh, so soon after, all right, so, and she... Her husband, all right, have you heard of a phone lock? Have you heard of a passcode for your phone? Ugh. So soon after uh, she posted uh, the following, uh, it was a multi-tweet apology that has since been taken down too. She apologized after this. She then apologized um, and then took it down. Uh, a little bit of what she said in the apology. She, she said, I want to apologize wholeheartedly for the old tweets that are being brought up right now. Legit, it was years ago, and I don't even rem. Really? Again? I don't even remember tweeting over half of this stuff. You're still going with, I tweeted at least half of this stuff. Even in your apology. Well, I mean, at least she's taking half the responsibility. The stuff I do remember was jokes. That were in bad taste, uh, only because you got caught, all right? They're in bad taste because you got caught. Uh, I was young and very new to social media. Okay, I could see that. When you first get on social media, you don't realize that there are actually real people out there, that people do see you, they do look at you. Uh, I remember the first time I was doing a show and somebody, I'm like, oh, how'd you hear about it? And they, show, they came up to me like, hey, I saw you were going to be here on Facebook. And I was like, what? Facebook? You mean there's real people on Facebook? Interesting. Uh, and she said she was very immature and just said things to try to make her friends laugh at the time. Inside jokes between us. I don't really feel or believe any of the things I did uh, actually tweet. 
Uh, she said she's a loving and compassionate person, and she loves everyone. Capital I love, lowercase i, because, you know, she doesn't deserve that capital I right now. But she loves everyone. No matter who, who, I would die for any wrestling fan. Oh, God, that's scary. And I care so much about wrestling and everything in it. I would not be here without any of you. I was young, stupid, and immature. I am not... I am not too proud to admit some of it was me uh, being bitter for all the wrong reasons. But I've learned and grown from this. I hope this can be forgiven. I love you guys. God. All right. Yeah. Great. Now you love us. First this, that. Now you love us. Like Real. I don't even believe it. This is a girl. She is now. She had a tryout for WWE. Suddenly this pops up. And she just doesn't know what to do. She's all over the place. She needs a manager. She needs a PR representative. She she cannot go through this alone, all right? Or she's going to end up making porno with China. And according to Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio, this may have wrecked her chances at getting signed by WWE as everyone at NXT found out about the bad publicity uh, while she was in the ring performing there. Oh, man. Uh, until that moment, NXT management had been super impressed with Havoc's in-ring ability, thinking she could be the next awesome Kong Karma uh, monster women's heel. All right, But then all of a sudden, the roof just caved in. Um, even though a final decision might not have been made yet on whether to hire her or not, clearly she's in hot water for the time being, and this should serve as yet another lesson to independent wrestlers that they are potentially damaging their future career prospects if they ever post racist or homophobic remarks on social media. Okay, wait a minute. Just, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. WWE is mad at somebody for being racist? WWE is mad at somebody else for being racist? Well, if that isn't the pot never calling the kettle WWE World Heavyweight Champion. What? What does that mean, Des? WWE has never... Now, I know a lot of you know what I'm about to say and calm down, all right? Or you're welcome, however you feel about this. Some of you, maybe some younger fans or newer fans to pro wrestling may have never heard this before or realized this. But yes, WWE or WWF has never, never, as a Chris Jericho, has never, ever had a 100% African-American hold the WWE World Heavyweight title or the previ previous WWE title or the WWF title. The heavyweight belt, sure, all right? But we have to cross hairs on that because heavyweight title, uh, right, before the unification was the WCW title, all right? It was the same belt. Sure, it had been updated a little. It didn't say WCW anymore, but that was the WCW belt. It's the WCW belt. It came it, it came with the Invasion era in 2001. They brought the title over and they made it the SmackDown belt, or also known as the second tier title, not the WWE Championship belt. Sure, that belt was born. Uh, that belt was worn by Booker T five times, five times, five times, five times, five times. 
worn by Booker T and Mark Henry. And yes, The Rock is half Samoan and half African American, not 100% African American. The title has changed hands 120 times between 44 different men, ranging from 1963 to 2015. 120 times. 44 men, 52 years, or one Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not one. Not one was 100% African American. Hey, look, they've never had a Jewish WWE champion either, so calm down. I'm not attacking. Goldberg uh, never held the title in WWE, but for the Jewish race, Goldberg was a rarity, a giant amongst hobbits, if you will. 44 champions, and I'm not taking anything away from any of the people that have ever worn that title. I'm not saying the title is tainted. I'm not saying the people that wore that title were or are racist. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply saying it's 2015. It's time to move on. It's time to evolve. And there is more than enough talent right now where we should not even be having this conversation. And since we have come this far, since we are here together now, at this point, allow me to say this. I think, granted, I think a lot of people should have held it before him, but now at this point, I think Titus O'Neil should be the first WWE heavyweight champion of African-American descent. Again, again, I think a lot of people should have held it before him. Booker T, Mark Henry should have gotten that title during his Hall of Pain run. Man, I don't know how much stronger a person can look than Mark Henry did during the Hall of Pain. That was a fantastic run, all with the heavyweight title. Ahmed Johnson never held the title. Ron Simmons never held the title. Viscera, Big Daddy V, you're telling me Viscera couldn't have had a believable run with the title? The dude was 6'9", 485 pounds, plus his birthday was Valentine's Day, which is also my mother's birthday. Look, it's 2015. It's really coming off as racist at this point. It's been a bit of a silent conversation for a while, but I think it's a conversation we should have a little more often and a little less silently. Put the title on Titus O'Neil. I'm, 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 I'm going to say it again. Build Titus O'Neil to the WWE title. Maybe they have plans with Kofi or Big E with Money in the Bank coming up. They say if Kofi wins Money in the Bank, then all of New Day is Mr. Money in the Bank. And they all have the contract. So what are you going to do? Are you going from zero to three in one night? You trying to balance your numbers? I don't think it works like that. I like Kofi a lot. I do. I've been a fan of Kofi's. I've been a fan of Kofi for a long time. I think maybe he would have been a good guy to put the IC title on right now because he is strong. All right? I'm probably alone thinking that, but if you have New Day, a band of three, you got big, put the tag team titles on Big E and Xavier Woods, and why not have Kofi with the IC title? Or maybe it's going to be the WWE title. Maybe they have a plan. 
I, it would work. I think it would work. But look, again, I'm not going to go on with this any longer. But look, start having this conversation. Start tweeting it to WWE. It's 2015. All right? Look, the how uncomfortable. Did you hear the silence at Elimination Chamber when New Day and primetime players were the last two teams left in that cage in Texas? Did you hear how silent it got? Did you hear how uncomfortable that they got? That's how uncomfortable this makes me. It's time to stop. It's time to stop this trend that we've had since 1963. It's time to evolve. And when is that time? That time is now. All right. All right. Uh... Well, thanks. Hopefully you didn't stop listening yet. All right. <laughs> all right. We'll get to some fun stuff. Um, all right. July 4th. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. July 4th uh, is uh, we're going to have a new network special. Um, uh, we're going to have a new, a new network special. This is live from Japan. And this started. All right. Now, the card is Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. All right. Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, hopefully, versus uh, New Day with the tag team titles. And then we're going to have John Cena and Ziggler versus Wade Barrett and Kane, which is a weird lineup. I, I can't see how this fits into or what'll, what story it'll fit into at all. And for our sake, I hope it doesn't fit into a story, period. I, honest, I don't want to see John Cena or Ziggler in a feud with Kane or Barrett. So hopefully that's just a one-off match for the, for the fans of Japan. Um, originally, Chris Jericho was supposed to wrestle Finn Balor on July 4th, on the July 4th card in Japan. All right, That match has been moved to July 3rd. All right, um, because this is what happened. Brock Lesnar just wanted to go to Japan to watch a wrestler, to talk to, to, to see somebody. He wanted to go see somebody, and this is true. Brock Lesnar just wanted to go to Japan to watch some wrestling, and he decided, hey, how about I book a match? That way it's a business expense. I can write it off. Tax write-off. I don't have to pay for it. It's paid for. I'll go out there. Uh, apparently, I'll go wrestle Kofi Kingston, which tells me Lesnar is going to be face. He's coming back as a face. Um, and this is July 4th because he is scheduled to come out June 22nd. Um, so, I mean, this says a lot. You know, I mean, this is one thing I don't like about the way they're building this right now because this is a network special for July 4th, right, where you have a Brock Lesnar versus a Kofi Kingston who's in the Money in the Bank match this week. You have Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor, which is for the NXT title. You have Cesaro and Tyson Kidd versus New Day for the tag team titles. All right, so... And then Ziggler, Barrett, whatever. All right. So this is why I don't like this, all right? Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor NXT title. Right there. Right there. I don't like that. Because we had an NXT title match on Raw this week. We had an NXT title match on SmackDown last week. We're going to have another NXT title match before July 4th. It's going to happen. So... This and same thing with Cesaro and Kid versus New Day for the tag team titles. It pretty much just tells you these guys aren't going to lose the titles 
at least not until July 4th. No matter how many times they defend it on Raw or SmackDown, not at Money in the Bank, maybe July 4th. So it kind of ruins. It's like an automatic spoiler. It automatically tells me that New Day is not going to lose the tag team title. It automatically tells me Kevin Owens is not going to lose the NXT title. He'll probably pass it to Finn in Japan. I, I think that's going to happen. I think Kevin Owens will – I think he will put over Finn Balor with, and, with the NXT title in Japan on July 4th. Um, now, the Brock Lesnar-Kofi Kingston, that's a weird – because remember, now Brock Lesnar comes back June 22nd. And obviously, Brock Lesnar is, is he's going for his belt. He's going to go get his title back. Okay, he's going to go get his title back. That's his goal. Why would Kofi Kingston be wrestling Brock Lesnar? That's kind of weird, isn't it? Unless Kofi Kingston is leaving money in the bank with the briefcase. Now, that's a questionable spoiler. I don't think, I mean, there's still, you know, it could just be that. But how else would New Day be involved with Brock Lesnar at all? At all, unless they have the briefcase. July 4th. I don't know. So, uh, again, and the NXT title. All right, so I have a question. Speaking of NXT, a question from uh, one of the fans, guy out there, a Kaufman guy in the Yes Nation. Uh, Nathaniel Feliciano asked me on Facebook. Again, hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, the Yes Talk. Follow on Twitter at the Yes Talk. If you have any question, comments, uh, anything you want to say, anything you want me to talk about, uh, any questions, um, any fantasy booking you want me to do, uh, just let me know, and, and, uh, and I'll read them on the show. So Nathaniel Feliciano asked, he said, out of all the people in NXT, who do you think Paul Heyman should manage? Um, I, I'm... I'm going to say Charlotte Flair. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Charlotte Flair. I know that's probably not what people thought, but I think here, there's a lot of people. Okay, no, in fact, everyone. Uh, Heyman has tried to represent over the past few years, except for Punk, was either outshined by Paul Heyman representing Brock Lesnar or just outshined by Paul Heyman himself. Especially after WrestleMania 30. Right after that, Heyman tried to represent Cesaro, but he was too close to the demise of the Undertaker's streak, and he also couldn't stop talking about it. So it's hard to put people over when you're standing in the shadow of Brock Lesnar or, or even Paul Heyman, because Heyman is that big. So Charlotte Flair uh, is a badass. And she could be introduced as a badass. And people love Paul Heyman. People love Paul Heyman. They do. Heel, face, it doesn't matter. People love Heyman. So Charlotte, um, being, I think the fact that she is so good that it would be hard for her to A, get outshined uh, by Lesnar, but it would be hard because She's a don't because she's a because she's a women's champion, a future WWE women's champion, a former NXT women's champion. Because she's the real deal. 
And I think having a female under the wing of Haman would eliminate the possibility that she could get outshined by Brock Lesnar because it's a different approach. It's a different approach. So my answer is Charlotte Flair. And I would love to see Charlotte Flair represented by Paul Heyman for at least for a while. I would, I think it would be great. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the gimmick change of the week. That's right. Every week I take somebody who I feel is in desperate need of a gimmick change and I break them down a little bit. So this week's uh, contestant on the gimmick change of the week is Fandango, Fandango, Fandango. Now, I used to think uh, Fandango was a modern-day honky-tonk man. Who, uh, and honky-tonk man, was for a long time, was known as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, baby. Uh, right? the, inter- the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. The honky-tonk man, one more time, was the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, baby. Uh, until I thought about it. All right, So I, I used to think he was a modern-day, because honky-tonk, he's the honky-tonk man. He had a, he's just goofy, dances the the so, uh, and I so I did kind of compare like a modern day version, and then I thought about it. There is nothing even comparable from today's wrestling uh, to then. I mean, obviously WWE saw there needed to be a change, which is why uh, th- he made the recent face turn. But I don't think that's enough. Change his name. Change his look. Change his attitude. I really don't think WWE thinks long-term when bringing some of these guys up. They just... Characters that have worked before, they'll do it again. But... So you have guys like Neville and Kevin Owens coming up who are just themselves and are getting a huge push. And that works from a fan standpoint because they're people. they're, They're just people. And we can take... Uh, our time to get to know them as people. But with Fandango, what's there to know? What is there to know? He's a ballroom dancer. Ooh, look out. Next on Raw, it's dancing with the superstars. They've had every useless diva be his valet, whether they could dance or not. They There just isn't long-term personality that can shine with this character. For relatability, I've seen shoot interviews with the guy, and I think there's a lot more to him than this. There's a lot of personality. There's a lot of talent, and it's being covered up by this. How is a ballroom dancer intimidating? Ooh, look out. He's doing the waltz. Is that the salsa? Hit him with the chair. Slow, slow, quick, quick, slow. He can't be stopped. Slow, slow, quick, quick, slow. This man is a machine. So, look, I don't know what I don't know what you should book him as. I don't know what you should How about himself? How about we just let him be himself for a while? Let just give him some new tights. Just let him be himself for a while. I I think there's pers- there's a lot to that guy. Um, all right. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this brings us to the Raw Recappuccino. That's right. Every week we take the hottest and most caffeinated and bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw, and we break it down in the Raw Recappuccino. 
Uh, first thing I noticed on Raw, there was no Cesaro. Now, look, now that Tyson is out, all right, what are they going to, hopefully, this is this isn't going to continue. Hopefully, uh, like, what is WWE going to do with Cesaro, with Kid out? Hopefully, Tyson Kid won't be out too long. Um, he's, but look, Cesaro's too good to be left on the shelf while Tyson Kid recovers. And if it is a neck injury, then he could be out for a while. Cesaro's not an Uso. They're not brothers. They're a fun team. But that's it. There's no reason Cesaro should be on the shelf with Tyson Kidd. You remember when uh, Ryback and Curtis Axel had their tag team going, and then Ryback got injured, then Cesaro and then uh, Curtis Axel kind of went. He disappeared too, and they were going to bring him back together. Except they didn't bring him back together. They brought Ryback back as a with this ridiculous face push and just forgot about Axel. I'm not saying that's going to happen here. I'm just saying there was no reason for Curtis Axel to go on the shelf if he wasn't injured. Why Why should Cesaro not be wrestling? Uh, all right, so Monday Night Raw starts off. Neville chooses to go for uh, the NXT title. All right, so you guys saw you had uh, – the Cena coming out for the open challenge. Then you had Kevin Owens come out. He's like, actually, let's do an NXT open challenge. And they said, let's, whoever comes down that aisle, whoever comes out of that curtain and comes to the ring, we'll let them decide which belt they want to wrestle for. So here comes Neville. And he chose to go for the NXT title. He said, he's like, Kevin Owens doesn't deserve it. Um... But he loses, he loses. All right, so because, you know, Kevin Owens is, is, again, of course he lost it because Kevin Owens is defending it on July 4th against Finn Balor in Japan. Ugh, God. Uh, defending the NXT title on Raw and SmackDown, th that does a lot for the NXT title. Uh, and I'll tell you what, the NXT title is looking a lot stronger than, than the Intercontinental title right now. It really is. But what does defending the title on Raw and SmackDown do for NXT? If people can watch the biggest star of NXT defend the biggest prize possession of NXT without watching NXT, then what does defending the title on Raw and SmackDown do for NXT? Not a, a lot of good, in my opinion. It does, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but these are matches that should be taking place on NXT or on uh, the NXT takeovers. Or, you know, maybe like, or these internet special, the network specials, the Japan, the Japan thing is cool. But I mean, and it does a lot for the NXT title, but I mean, are you real? Neville is just got his, he's just got to the main roster. He's in money in the bank for an opportunity to get a contract for the world heavyweight title. And you're going to have him come out for the NXT title. That doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't even make sense to put Neville in that position. I didn't want Neville to win that because I don't want Neville to go back to NXT, but maybe he won't. Are NXT champions even going to wrestle in NXT anymore? What are they doing? They had such a good thing. I mean, Kevin Owens, the way they're using Kevin Owens now is great. But what's up? What are you talking about? Um, 
Here we It's uh, Captain Awesome Hi. from the Spanish Announce Table. Spanish Announce Table. Spanish Announce Table. Uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Neville. Uh, Neville. Uh, going against the uh, Kevin Owens on Raw. Yeah. I like um, it. Yeah, right. But I look at it like Neville just got to the main roster. Mm-hmm. He's in Money in the Bank for the World Heavyweight title. Do you think it's a downgrade almost to try to? I didn't want. Yeah, I don't want him to go back to yeah. NXT. You, well, yeah, I don't. I, I imagine they were going to have an NXT person come out because right. it would feel weird a main roster person, unless unless you were to actually give it away and this how you took the belt off and give it to maybe a main roster guy that had to go back. Hey, for those of you who don't know, uh, again, as I said earlier, I record here at Studio H at the Cumulus Radio Building. Yes. Right across the hall in Studio I um, for right here on Trending Topics Network is the Spanish Announce Table. The which, Spanish Announce Table. Spanish Announce Table, yeah. which is Captain Awesome and T-Mac. So, so this is Captain Awesome. Check them out. they got yeah. a great show over there. Um, so, yeah, and also because of the Japan the yeah. July Fourth. It's a constant spoiler for the next. So obviously sure. nobody's taking the title nobody's taking the title until July Fourth. Yeah. Same with the tag team titles. Yeah. And I'm more than certain just how, how big they're pushing that event. It's probably going to change hands. Absolutely. Kevin yeah. Owens is main roster now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think defending the belt everywhere except NXT. It does a lot for the title, but it doesn't do a lot for NXT. True. Yeah. Because why do people need? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> Your co-host, is, he's like, T-Mag did you ditch me? <laughs> well, he said he had to go take a piss. Why, why do people have to, uh, you know, because what's the point of watching NXT if if you're just gonna if, have the title? If you can watch the Raw. biggest guy with the biggest. Still here. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Well, you had to go what take a bathroom break, so I came what? over here to talk and. What is and all this poop about? I came over here to talk. <laughs> Oh, we're keeping it family friendly over here. Yeah. What kind of sh- what kind of bull shenanigans are going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> Shut the front door what? over here. Uh, <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about Kevin Owens and, and, uh, and Neville. Fat. Neville. Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, fat. right. You know when 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 Brock Lesnar wear those, they are MMA trunks. When Kevin Owens wear them, they're fat guy. They're shorts. fat guy trunks. <laughs> they're swimming trunks. They're swimming <laughs> trunks. <laughs> they're boxing shorts. Somebody like was. Like man, I can't wait for uh, Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar. I'm like, really? Like compared to Brock Lesnar, yeah. Kevin Owens is a fat guy who flips, but he is great. I mean, it's he's, he's fun to watch right now. My favorite moment in the John Cena versus Kevin Owens feud was two weeks ago when they both had each other's titles and they were about to fight, and John Cena gets really upset, perturbed, actually. And he takes his shirt off, and Kevin Owens, and ready to fight, and Kevin Owens does a half turn and realizes he can't take his shirt off because <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> well, we'll let you get back to your show. I just thought I'd come over and say hi. Hey, thanks for coming over, yeah, guys. You guys. Yeah, yeah, fart knocker. <laughs> you poop head. You have a gosh darn great show. Yeah. You guys are Stupid. All right. I, they come over and heckle, and I just told I was like, "Don't come over cussing up a storm." No, well, of course I, not. I, I, think I, I was like, not. "I think I got some family." I said, "I think I got families listening." Sometimes I just cheese wanna... and rice. I wouldn't I think of doing such you a thing. Are, <laughs> you guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> sue me. All right, moving on. Seth Rollins uh, is second-guessing himself uh, when he says he doesn't need the help of the authority early on. All right? Um, uh, that's a fun That's a fun thing going on right there, and we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, that is, uh, okay, so that was early on, said he doesn't need the help from Kane, he doesn't need the help of J&J Security, Um, and he tries to get help from Triple H and Stephanie, who are like, you don't need our help, right? You can can fight anybody you want, and he calls out J&J Security, who then slap him in the locker room. Who saw that attitude coming? Right? Who who saw that coming? And then he lost in the main event to J&J Security. Wow. I mean, that's okay, but I don't think that really hurts. Like, that match doesn't really hurt Seth Rollins much. It doesn't. It doesn't really hurt anything, in my opinion. Um, uh, so, I mean, you know, it's it was a good setup for, I mean, Dean Ambrose coming out. As classic Ambrose coming down with his popcorn and his beads. He had just been all over taking the tour of New Orleans, like taking pictures and selfies of with the title all over town. Uh, so that, that was a fun setup. Um, Paige, let's talk about Paige. Paige is trying to stir things up in the Divas division, and I like it. I really do like it. Um, she's calling out Nikki in a way that it's not like, it's not just, Hey, I'm going to come, uh, take your title. It's, Hey, I'm going to start the change that this company needs for the women's championship belt. Let's get rid of the, just the women's championship belt. It doesn't have to be the divas title. And I think this is the resistance. And I, this is probably, I think a lot of the resistance, I know a lot of people like give divas a chance, give women's wrestlers a chance. How about that? So, but the resistance that we're getting from the overhead is uh, total divas. It's you have these women on a reality show on the E network. So how can you get rid of them? How can you stop calling them divas? How can you change that without getting rid of total divas? How, you know, I mean, they kind of pigeonhole themselves to a line of mediocreness. Unless, I mean, you could put these new girls on the total divas, but then it's not what people want. That's not, you know, it's, they're different attitudes. They're different attitudes. Um, so it really, I think I like the what the promos page has been cutting lately. It's great promos, doing great things. I'm really trying to be a pioneer to open up that door to, to the next step that people have been craving and begging and pleading for. Why is it so hard to just bring up good talent to the women's division of WWE? Uh, and Nikki, look, Nikki acts the same as a heel as she did as a face. All right. She's, she, I don't think she ever should have been a face. Uh, she just kept her as a heel. Then you had Summer Rae and you know, Paige is like a Summer Rae versus Nikki belt. Like I'm supposed to believe Paige is not always a fan of this character, our truth of this way, the way he's been going, but he's really been making me laugh a lot lately. He's getting funnier. I think it's real. Even Ziggler and Ziggler and Reigns started laughing in the ring. They couldn't help it. They were busting up, which shows that they're having fun. So it, that was a fun segment. That was a fun little interruption um, for that, because that's usually a very traditional. We see it all the time when you have a multi-men ladder match or an elimination. You get just any way possible to have every the next guy interrupt the other guy until you have every guy in the match in the ring on Raw promoting that Sunday. 
So having our truth come out, interrupt that just for that 30 seconds, that was really funny. The crowd enjoyed it. It was funny. But I think too many people in, interrupted Kane. He was getting mad. He just kept trying to talk. He's getting mad. He turned into South Park. He's like, can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay, I was finished. Uh, Seamus versus Orton. Seamus delivered what may have, this is all I took from that match, is Seamus delivered what may have been the worst drop toe hold I've ever seen. Ever. Ever seen. Just terrible, Seamus. I like Seamus. I think he's doing a great job. But that was literally the worst drop toe hold I've ever seen. All right, so we got money in the bank this week. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, is there going to be a, a mid-card uh, money in the bank match? Uh, maybe for the Intercontinental title or the U.S. The U.S. title doesn't need one, that's for sure. In uh, NXT, but af honestly, after Elimination Chamber, I am so glad... There is not a mid-card Money in the Bank match. After watching Elimination Chamber and that Intercontinental title match, I am so glad there is not an Intercontinental title Money in the Bank match. All right. So, uh, all right. So, this is, our, this is our lineup for Sunday. I'll go over the lineup, and then, uh, then we'll talk out my predictions. All right. Uh, pre-show R-Truth versus King Barrett R-Truth went from a pre-pre-show to uh, Intercontinental title chamber match back to the pre-show alright okay so all right, King Barrett that's kind of a step down he's the king he's the king man two out of what six guys from that chamber match are in the pre-show is that a punishment or is that like look you guys you guys drop the back to the pre. Okay, so then you have Ryback versus Big Show for the Intercontinental title, which I swear to God is a swerve. I think we're being swerved. I don't think it's real. This has got to be the worst card on the worst match on the card. It is so terrible. All right, Paige versus Nikki Bella again, but I, I'll get to my predictions. I, but I think we're probably going to see a new champion come out of this, or or we're going to see a debut. Either Paige is taking that title or we're going to see it. All right, so New Day versus Primetime Players, which is going to be a lot of fun. Titus O'Neil is a machine. He is on fire. That guy is coming out every match just tossing people. Just, and the crowd is so behind him, it, behind the Primetime Players. But Titus O'Neil, he is bringing it. He's bringing the energy. Uh, he's bringing the personality. He's got great in-ring charisma. Out of, I mean, he's... Primetime players are looking good. They're looking really good. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, so my guess, now we could see all three of them. We could see all three of those guys, right? Like we could have Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier Woods versus the primetime players. And then we see, since it's no disqualification, we see all three members of New Day show up at Money in the Bank as well. That could happen. These guys, they all three stood in a pod together at the chamber tag match. I would not put it past them to all showing up for money in the bank. Or what I'd really like to see is just 
Big E and Xavier Woods versus the primetime players. That is what I, with Kofi Kingston in the money in the bank with maybe having New Day come out later, you know, but come on. Th there is three guys. You don't have to play them as two. You have a tag. You have tag team belts. There's two belts. Take And then you got one guy in a ladder match. Have your two guys here, one guy there. Still, the New Day's represented on two cards. You don't have to have every guy on every card. You're representing New Day just by having your guys in different matches. Uh, John Cena versus Kevin Owens. Do. Do. Dos. Two. Two. John Cena versus Kevin Owens, too. That's going to be a fun match. They just, they are really building that, aren't they? They are doing a great job building that. Um, really impressed. Kevin Owens for, I mean, yeah, he's been doing it 15 years, but he is so comfortable when he comes out. He's so comfortable. It's so natural. Now, I know he's probably had to work, but he's so, it seems so natural. I say it's so natural, but it's probably taken him 15 years to get that natural. Kevin Owens actually said he felt uh, his promos were one of the things that got him solidified his spot. He had a great interview on, I believe it's Talk is Jericho from just a couple weeks ago. Um, so go check that out. We're almost, you know, so after we're done here, which, we're you know. Just gonna do our predictions, and then uh, they, so that's a really good interview. He talks about his uh, coming into the performance center for WWE. It's a fun interview. So, um, so yeah, okay. Then the Money in the Bank ladder match itself uh, for the briefcase: Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler, Neville, Sheamus, Orton, uh, Roman Reigns, and Kane is now in there as well, which is. Uh, <laughs> Good only because there's not enough heels in that match. It's like Sheamus is the only heel in that match. Okay, yeah, Kofi Kingston is a heel, but as soon as he does one or two of his Kofi Kingston spots in the ladder match, that heel status is out the window, man. Kofi Kingston's only going to be a heel for the first fourth of that match. Straight up. That's I'm telling you. he That dude shines in these kind of matches shines so having Kane and that does help balance out because look you have Roman Reigns who's face Randy Orton face Neville face Ziggler face and then you had Sheamus and Kofi all right so and Kofi again you have like one and a half heels so adding Kane to that does probably help um and your heels for the most part are just big guys they're just Sheamus is a big guy who's going to bruise. You're going to see Sheamus next Monday with a big old bruise somewhere. That white skin, that pasty pale bruiser. Um, and then Rollins versus Ambrose in a ladder match. All right, so I, th this is a great... I think that we're going to see a lot of really good matches. I do. I think we're going to see a lot of really good matches. These Rollins versus Ambrose match. Man, how much do the ladies love these Shield guys? Oh, my God. I'll talk about that more next week. All right. So, Rollins versus Ambrose, ladder match. All right. So, let's go. All right. Predictions. Let's talk this out together. Truth versus King Barrett. 
Uh, I mean, you know, I don't think it matters. I honestly, it's a, it's not even just because it's the pre-show, just because it doesn't matter. I think our truth is going to win. I think our truth is going to get over on Barrett. In fact, how fun would it be to see our truth get in a uh, crown match where he can take the crown from King Barrett? Uh, now that it's over, because our truth was in that King of the Ring tournament. He was in that. He's been in everything. Has our truth not just been in every? Is it because he's just willing to lose? He is just the. Is our truth really just the ultimate jobber? I think Big Show's a good jobber because he has the size. So there's like that half believability. Watching him, and he will job for just about anybody. You, I mean anybody. Um, so I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna say our truth. How about that? Our truth uh, going over in the pre-show against King Barrett. Big Show versus Ryback. Ryback obviously, unfortunately, is gonna win that. Um, Page versus Nikki Bella. So Ryback's gonna retain. Um, I. I'm going to say Paige is taking the title. I think they are trying to turn some pages. No pun intended. They're trying to turn some pages to push some pages. How about that? So, so and, 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 and either Paige is going to win or uh, we're going to see a debut. I, we could see that Charlotte debut. We have just been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for and waiting for and but uh, otherwise i think it's page Paige. i think nikki's had her run she's had her run with that i know she's on her countdown to which counting to 200 days or something forget it who gives a who cares nikki page all right so um and nikki bella look is not it's not competition for Paige. Paige, I mean, those matches Paige and AJ put on were incredible. Again, AJ Lee is an incredible in-ring performer, but so is Paige. So is Paige. That's why they had such good matches. And those matches lag having Paige uh, have to wrestle the Bellas every week. It's just bad. It's just bad. I will give Nikki Bella this. Nikki Bella has been trying to improve her in-ring work. It's a little bit noticeable. You, she's doing some new moves. She's trying to improve. I see it. I do see it. It's just not enough. All right. Uh, new Day versus Primetime Players. Well, thanks to the July 4th Supercard, well, I'm going with New Day. All right. So, uh, which is unfortunate that I just can't even uh, have the opportunity to predict Primetime Players. But... You know, New Day is going to go defend the titles in Japan. All right. Um, against somebody. Against somebody. John Cena versus Kevin Owens. Ah, oh, this is a hard one. Um, I mean, John Cena lost a clean fight. He lost a clean fight at the network special at Elimination Chamber. All right. Now we're on a pay-per-view, which is probably still 85%. Network subscribers, I you know, you're probably getting 10 to 15 percent of the viewers getting the pay per views as you are the network. So, this is a rough one. I mean, I predicted Kevin Owens the first time because I knew the title wasn't on the title, still isn't on the line. Why is I don't understand why the titles are not? I mean, but uh. I'm 
I'm going Kevin Owens again. I'm going to go Kevin Owens again. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be clean. This time, I did predict a clean win last time. Uh, I don't think Kevin Owens is getting pinned so soon. Or may, if he does, it's going to be like a false finish. You know, like uh, it's or it's it's going to be from like outside interference. Uh, maybe we'll see Samoa Joe interfere. Um, I know they're bringing him up to. Uh, he's going to start appearing on NXT this week. He, yeah, I believe his. I record on Tuesday, so Samoa Joe will be on NXT this week, or was on NXT this week, probably from when you hear it. And so, yeah, I could see uh, him showing up. Because he just shows up in Kevin Owens match, Kevin Owens matches, so I could see Samoa Joe showing up, uh, costing and Kevin Owens that title. And, and again, if you haven't thought about this, John Cena with the open, U.S. Open Challenge, I know I said it last week, has turned himself into a heel. He turned himself into a heel because every week it's John Cena comes out. He told the crowd, he called the WWE Universe cold-hearted. How much more of a heel the cold hearts of hearts? How much more of a he calls the fans cold hearted every week we watch guys come out he, and and we say we watch him come out and uh, it's who's going to beat John Cena every week? Who's going to beat John Cena? Who's going to be the guy to take that title at this open challenge? Every week we're rooting for a new guy to come beat this Essentially, this heel, he's he really made a quiet, full-term heel change with this U.S. Open Challenge. I really believe that. Um, God, I hope that's not to fight Hogan. I hope, oh, God, I hope Cena's not making the heel turn so he can get into a feud with Hogan at WrestleMania. Oh, God, that would be horrible. Ugh, maybe Undertaker. Let's... Let's save an Undertaker for when we get a little close. All right. So, I'm sorry. I'm just... just uh, the money in the bank. God, how do you predict anybody besides Roman Reigns? I, I just... Honestly. How, or Kofi. Those are... Roman Reigns or Kofi Kingston. Uh, Kane is in money in the bank. And Roman Reigns could easily start that feud... With Kane coming out of it, it's not going to be Ziggler. I mean, it could be, but it's not. Ziggler's wrapped up in this awful story. Um, and Neville, he's just not quite. Sheamus didn't get. I mean, Sheamus, I predicted Sheamus to win the Intercontinental title. Look, I Roman Reigns. I'm just. I'm just going to predict Roman Reigns, but if it's not, it's Kofi Kingston. Um, I could see New Day. I think, in my honest opinion, this is my opinion, It's it, it comes down to this. It depends on what WWE has planned for that title from now till next year. If 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 WWE knows where that title is going to be now, from now until next year, and they don't even have room for a, a cash-in, well, you know what? then it's probably going to go to Kofi Kingston because they can have it, you know, they can have him not win for one, and they can have a fun three, again, have all three New Day cash in on a Brock Lesnar at the same time, you know. So um, so Roman Reigns, I don't know how you predict that. And Rollins versus Ambrose, God, 
How over is Dean Ambrose right now? Oh, how over is Dean Ambrose? So is Roman Reigns going to cash in Sunday? Regardless who wins, is Roman Reigns going to win and then cash in this Sunday? Or here's something that could happen. If Roman Reigns wins that and then we get Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam or Battleground coming up before SummerSlam. So if we get Lesnar versus Seth Rollins in the ring, could it? Could we have a reverse WrestleMania 31? Could we have Roman Reigns come out, knock out Lesnar, pin Seth Rollins, walk out with the title? Maybe. I mean, is that too predictable? Ambrose is so over. I, I think Ambrose, I honestly feel if they were going to put the title on Ambrose, they would have done it at Elimination Chamber, so he could have been the first guy ever to win a WWE title on a network exclusive. All right, but I'm going to... June 22nd, Lesnar comes back. Um, God, I just got to play the... Rollins, oh, no way. It just doesn't feel right. But Lesnar can't come back to take the belt from Ambrose. Unless Roman Reigns, I are we gonna see a heel? T- what if Ambrose wins and then joins the Authority? How are you, you ladies gonna hate him? What? This is a rough one. This is a rough one to call. This is a rough one to call because there's variables. Because you have uh, Ambrose has just owning this fake championship hold right now. He's so over. I don't see how they don't put him on, put the title on him officially. How they don't, why they don't just make him the champion. So, but I feel if they were going to, maybe they would have done it Sunday or maybe they're building, they're letting him chase. But all right, I'll go, I'll go Ambrose. I know. I think it's wrong. I think Seth Rollins is going to win somehow, or I don't, maybe Ambrose will win and Rollins will cash, Reigns will cash in, but I'm going to go Ambrose. All right. So that's it. My predictions are our truth, Ryback page, new day, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns and Ambrose, but I'm probably wrong on the last one, but you know what? I don't take points. I just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm talking this out with you because it can go so many ways. It's so exciting to look at this card because there's a lot of great guys on in this card, except for Ryback versus Big Show. This is a really fun, uh, this should be really fun. I'm excited. All right, I'm excited. You're excited. That's our show for this week. Again, please go to iTunes at the Yes Talk. Subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends, follow on Twitter at the Yes Talk, uh, Facebook, same thing, the Yes Talk. My name's Dustin Kaufman. You can follow me on Facebook or Twitter. Both Twitters, Dustin underscore Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for keeping this alive, uh, for making the Yes Talk so strong. Every week, the numbers keep getting better and bigger, and it's just, man, thank you guys. I love you. I love pro wrestling. I'll talk to you next week. This is the Yes Talk. Enjoy Money in the Bank.